This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 17th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The rise of both drug-related violence and populism in Mexico are troubling and, unfortunately, they're also related. Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. He says drug crackdowns have done little to stem either the flow of drugs or the violence that surrounds the drug trade. It's turning out that 2017 is probably going to be the most violent year in uh, on record in Mexico since uh, the Mexican government started uh, taking records on this um, some 20 years ago. They reported that May was the most violent uh, month so far in 20 years. For the year, up until that month, almost 10,000 uh, drug deaths uh, have occurred. And this is occurring after a few years where drug violence has had gone down. Remember that the current president, Enrique Peña Nieto, was elected in 2012 on a campaign rejecting the drug violence that had been racking uh, Mexico for years. That that previous president, President Calderon, had come into office in 2006 and immediately he declared a a war on drugs and a war on the drug cartels. And at, at that point, drug violence in Mexico just skyrocketed and so did corruption and all of the problems associated with uh, prohibition and, and the drug war. During that president's uh, term in office, which was six, six years, nearly uh, there were nearly 120,000 uh, deaths. So this became a huge uh, political issue, and the current president came in and campaigned against it, and uh, the populists rejected the, those policies and, uh, and elected him. For a while, it looked like he wasn't following the same policies, but soon enough, he started following this uh, capture and, and kill the, dr- the drug uh, kingpin strategy. And that uh, never works out because it creates a huge... Uh, a huge void, a, uh, a power vacuum that other drug cartels and other drug organizations try to fill in and they do it with violence. And so then you end up having violence of the drug uh, traffickers fighting each other and fighting uh, against the, the government and this huge increase in corruption as different aspects or parts of the Mexican government on the federal level, on the local level, on the state level become thoroughly corrupted from the police to the judges to everything. And that's been uh, the problem in in Mexico. And it looks like that has now returned uh, even worse than before. And the big reason why that's happening is uh, precisely because of the capture of Chapo Guzman, the, the the leader of the Sinaloa cartel, the, the most important of the many cartels in, in Mexico, last last year, the beginning of last year, and then his extradition at the beginning of this year to the United States. That has created a huge power vacuum. Uh, remember that the Sinaloa cartel has control of the U.S. retail market uh, in large part. It controls as much of a retail market as all the other Mexican drug cartels combined. And so this has created uh, uh, this surge in drug violence along with the growth in uh, the heroin market in the United States. Heroin is uh, use is on the rise. And so heroin uh, poppy production in, in Mexico has increased dramatically. In 2013, 
poppy cultivation increased by 160%. Then the next year, 64%. It's just been growing. So these are huge markets. And this is the uh, environment in which this uh, violence is starting to rack Mexico again. And of course, it makes security, once again, a big political issue. And it's giving a lot of opportunity and space for this uh, populist leader, uh, Manuel López Obrador, to gain momentum again. And he is now leading in all the polls. That explains part of his uh, rise. And uh, that's something very worrisome. What is the uh, platform of uh, the populist, I guess, insurgents in, in a way, if uh, the current platform is to crack down as vigorously as possible on uh, drug kingpins? Well, Lopez Obrador is a, a leftist populist in the tradition of Hugo Chavez, so he rejects uh, free trade, he rejects market reforms, he's in favor of all sorts of redistribution, class warfare, and he's anti-American. Uh, and uh, like so many populists, he's vague on his actual, on his specific proposals. He deals with feelings and the angst of, of people and, and big uh, uh, abstract ideas. And that's gotten him a long way. And I would say that a major reason why uh, he's been able to, to rise in the polls is precisely because of what you might call the Trump effect. President Trump has really created uh, sort of an anti-American sensation among some group of Mexicans, and I think uh, understandably so through, through his um, anti-immigrant rhetoric and his denigrating comments about Mexicans themselves and about his policies to, to uh, put up a wall and his visit to, to Mexico, uh, <clears throat> meeting with the current president and then coming back and saying that, uh, well, they're going to build a wall anyway and Mexico is going to pay for it was seen as quite <laughs> insulting. Uh, so that has made the current government very unpopular and any governments that have wanted to cooperate with the United States, which has been the big change in Mexico in the last 25 years or, or so is that relations between Mexico and the United States have been good. There's been the free trade agreement. Mexico has turned around. It's not a star country economically like it should be, but it's stable and it's, it's performed so much better and without crises for many years now. Uh, this is about to turn around if this López Obrador gets elected. And um, I would say that uh, maybe, maybe it's ironic, but it's not uh, such a surprise that the supposedly pro-American Trumps, uh, uh, one of his, the results of his policies and, and uh, uh, attitudes is to create this anti-American uh, political movement in Mexico that could really roll back the clock on the most important policy, pro-modern policy changes in Mexico over the past several decades. So let's be clear on the on the specific issue of the prohibition-driven uh, drug violence. There's not much policy-wise that Mexico itself can do to stem that tide at this point. The big problem, of course, is that the demand is in the United States and 
uh, we here in the U.S. practice prohibition. That creates the huge black market premium that drug producing and drug transit countries like Mexico uh, have to deal with. Even if Mexico legalized, you would still have this tremendous um, demand in the United States where it's illegal and you would still have these organizations trafficking. So there, is, there are things that Mexico can do, uh, but up, unless and until the United States changes its overall policies, I think that um, you know, they can only go so far. Having said that, um, <clears throat> they, sh they can't really afford themselves a time to wait for the United States to change their habits, uh, change habits here or policies. So um, <clears throat> I think that uh, one of the things, one of the proposals that former Foreign Secretary uh, Jorge Castaneda, who was President Fox's uh, Foreign Secretary, uh, his, one of his proposals I think is uh, reasonable, which is that Mexico should do uh, what Canada did during prohibition, during the United States episode of prohibition in the 1920s and 30s, and that is nothing. Not, not impose prohibition in its own country, not cooperate on the policies of prohibition, and simply allow the, the business of exporting uh, to go on. Uh, and uh, he suggests that Canada even uh, tax those, those exports, but it did not commit the errors of prohibition, which the United States did, and finally, uh, as we know, uh, it overturned. That's not a great. That's not. The, that's not a perfect solution. But I think it would uh, improve the situation in Mexico. And of course, that that doesn't resolve all of its problems. There still be a lot of problems because you are dealing with uh, criminal organizations that are involved in other types of crimes. So they would still have to deal with that. But it would probably vastly reduce the level of corruption and crime that is racking that country now. But it is sort of a strange and counterintuitive uh, conclusion to have to draw that that the United States' prohibition on drugs is actually empowering uh, socialists in our neighboring countries. So it's the prohibition on drugs, the drug war that is helping to create this, and this particular administration's uh, anti-Mexican uh, and anti-immigrant uh, policies and rhetoric. Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>